Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Detective Pikachu in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Welcome. Welcome back. I uh, had a good week off, I guess. Um, we can get into more to that after the episode proper. But back, I do have uh, my f- computer. It's up and running. Um, still take, needs a little more time to get it back to what to my, my customizations and what I had on it and so on. But yeah, everything... Everything is mostly back to normal on this this side of the microphone. And today we're going to talk about Detective Pikachu. No rev- no no spoilers. Uh may- maybe like 2 minutes of spoilers at the end. We'll see. But for the most part, you know, just pretty generic spoiler-free review. Detective Pikachu is based on a video game. It is based on Pokémon, the incredibly large sprawling franchise that that is it is a big budget movie it opened to about in about the mid 50s uh, and millions of dollars this past weekend and it is um you know pg movie fun for the whole family that kind of stuff i've heard a lot of people uh, both before and after seeing the movie, calling it, you know, the first good video game movie. And I think uh, there's the, there's this unfortunate stigma around video game movies that they can't be good and they can't be cracked. And the best video game movies that we have are ones that are based on not real video games or, or created and made in a video game way, but not about based on a video game either. Uh, we had Tomb Raider last year. Um, the past few years we've had Assassin's Creed. Neither of those did very well. Rampage is not good either. Uh, but then you have things like Wreck-It Ralph, which is literally just video games. And yet, they're not real video games. So, does that count? Uh, depends who you ask. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World isn't really a video game movie, but some of the aesthetics and some of the ways it's presented are video game-esque. You have, you know, a kind of something like Hardcore Henry, which is all first-person camera, uh, kind of like a video game. It's treated that way, but is it a quote-unquote video game movie? Eh, experts uh, don't agree, at least don't, don't know. And so I think there's... There's a su- section of people out there who really, really want to find a good video game movie. And Detective Pikachu, in the press re- leading up to this movie, uh, with Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu, uh, you know, it got tons of funding. It is doing quite decent, quite well at the box office, all this stuff. And it's got good reviews. It, it really does. It is, I believe, fresh still on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, let me just double check that. It has a 63%. It's, it's low, but it's fresh. Yeah, and, and that's 
that's that's that's significant, you know. Um, so for me, you know, the question was, does it live up to that, right? I think that's everyone's question. You know, this is a franchise. This is a a an IP that has existed since I was a kid. Before I was a, oh, I don't know, maybe um, at least since I was a kid, I remember playing Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy Color decades ago. All through college, I played every new Pokemon game as it came out, and I, you know, they were not just in their own games. You know, we had Super Smash Brothers as well, which was huge for me, and, and there's multiple Pokemon in that, both as playable characters and non-playable characters. Uh, you have a TV show that I've seen quite a few episodes of. I've seen, you know, maybe seven or eight of the movies they've put out. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are tons of people my age who could still sing, you know, the Pokemon theme song all by, by heart right now. And... I know when I was, you know, I had like Pokemon plush dolls when I was younger. I had, I went and saw a Pokemon live show when I was a kid. Uh, this is a huge thing. And we, I think a lot of people were surprised to get a live action version of it. And it was kind of scary because it's a, thing it's it's something that's been animated its entire existence from the original pokemon games pokemon snap pokemon stadium the tv show the movies it's always pretty much been animated and now while you know cgi you know debate it at, at, as much as you want but it is in a live action movie they are created to look like real things. And they exist in a movie where the Pikachu can talk, which was odd. Um, they exist in a movie where the opening scene is uh, Justice Smith's character attempting to catch a Pokemon. And like that's that's kind of the thing, right? You know, whether you're playing Pokemon Blue, whether you're uh, you know, playing Pokemon Go, uh, part of the whole identity behind Pokemon is gotta catch them all. And it's fascinating that Detective Pikachu, both, I assume, the game, which I have not played, and the movie, don't really care about that. That's, that's not part of what makes the, this, this, this story and, and what makes the, this game that it's based on. It's it's uh, it kind of pushes that all aside, and I think there are good and bad things to doing that. One uh, good thing is it's a lot easier to tell a, a cohesive, you know, ninety to hundred minute story when you don't have to worry about catching the Pokemon, training the Pokemon, battling the Pokemon. But on the other side, it, it's that is like. 95% of Pokemon, you know, 95% of the games that Pokemon are in, 95% of the world that people are familiar with in Pokemon are training, catching, and battling them. And there's none of that in 
Detective Pikachu. So how does how does that translate to the fan base? How does that translate to people who love Pokemon, who grew up with them, who have been waiting for a movie like this on this scale? And for me, my my first reaction was I wasn't a fan. I I I, I it didn't feel like Pokemon to me. And that's because I'm I'm just so accustomed to the other side of it. So accustomed to the pick a starter Pokemon, travel the world, train, catch more, friend your Pokemon, give them names, make you know, make them stronger, watch them evolve, feel experience this world with them, through them, and ultimately, you know, become the greatest Pokemon champion trainer of all time. And that's not this movie. And if that was this movie, I, I don't know that you could really do that in thirty in, in ninety minutes anyway. It would be more like a Harry Potter sort of thing. But or <laughs> which we already have, a TV show, right? Like we kinda already have that. So on that hand, I, I do agree, I think we've got all the experiences of being a Pokemon trainer we need. Whether it's the games or shows or movies, animated movies, you know, that, that side of the uh, that side of the coin is kinda covered already. So with Detective Pikachu, instead, uh, we get Justice Smith, who is our protagonist, um, and he is traveling to Rhyme City, which was created uh, to allow humans and Pokemon to live in harmony. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. It's nice to see two species, um, or I guess hundreds of species, technically, coexisting and living together in a way that they can benefit from each other and um, help each other. And yet... Felt like this movie didn't deliver on that promise. I think because here's the thing: we've got you know like 600, 700, 800 you know Pokemon species in the world. That's how many there are. They've been created and introduced to us in multiple, multiple games throughout their history, and. Obviously, this movie cannot show all of them. It would be silly to expect it to. Uh, we probably see, I don't know, 50 to 100 different kinds throughout the movie. Uh, and I would say maybe 15 to 20 of them are, are actually relevant to the story. You know, and that's a small sample for sure. But I, I just... <laughs> I don't know, it, it just, all everything about it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. And I think it all starts with uh, the way it looks. And I think they did a great job of trying to incorporate Pokemon into a real-world situation, making them look authentic, making them look real, and, 
yet they still kind of look cartoonish to me. It's it's you know when you 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 I've seen drawings of quote unquote like real Pokemon and like what they would actually look like in the real world, and I mean they don't all look great and there are some that just kind of don't make any sense being in the real world and you could never really make them look authentic but there are a lot that you can and there are times where I think the sizes of them are weird and un and and wrong in the movie I think there are times where they look too CGI and and like that's obviously a huge risk in a thing like a movie like this there are times where i don't like the the voices are are strange and like they say they only say their own names and yet it felt like that almost never happened and i think they don't do that because it is so strange and weird to see and so i think they dialed back so many elements of what make pokemon pokemon to make this movie appeal to a wider range of people and I think every single decision they did like that just kind of hinders and hurts the final product I thought Justice Smith did fine I think um, I think Ryan Reynolds voice acting is fine Uh, it's still weird I still don't think he's the right choice for this role I, I think his voice in a Pikachu is I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. And, you know, maybe that's residual Deadpool uh, <laughs> lingering around for me. But I just had had trouble accepting it for what it was. There's a bunch of other human characters. Uh, Bill Nye plays a... Um, sort of a tech mogul. He's the one who created uh, the city. And, uh, you know, he's doing his own thing, and he's fine. And, you know, his whole plot line... uh, It's tough to talk about, like, most of this without talking to spoilers. (laughs) Um, But let's, let's do this. All right, let's do this. There's one thing I could not shake the entire time I watched this movie. One thing. And uh, I think it is the single most important reason for me personally why I think this movie is a net bad movie and why I think it ultimately struggles to ever feel like an original or new or unique property despite the fact that we've never had a live-action Pokemon movie. And it's this. There are way too many parallels between Detective Pikachu and Zootopia. First of all, talking animals, right? So, you know, not that that ever should mean that the two two movies are the same. All talking animal movies are not alike. And it kind of feels derivative to say, oh, well, I mean, Zootopia is great, but that doesn't make Detective Pikachu bad. But except, I would argue, it does. Because Justice Smith and... Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu uh, are unwitting partners who form together uh, this this working partnership uh, across a line that separates humans and Pokemon to follow 
a mystery that uh, chemicals play a huge, huge part in in this mystery. Uh, the chemicals themselves, uh, when inhaled by Pokemon, make them rabid and aggressive. And uh, throughout their journey, uh, they follow a very similar trajectory to Judy and Nick from Zootopia, who are, let me see, also unwitting partners following a mystery that it deals with chemicals that turns predators, rabid, hostile. Uh, they also um, come from separate sides of a huge divide that they live, where they live in a city that is intended to bring those sides together, predators and prey. And they also, they go through their movie as unwitting partners who, you know, their bond strengthens and weakens throughout the film at key points, just like Justice and Pikachu's does. And uh, it's, it's, it's really frustrating um, because it's it's literally like the same plot. Uh, there are scenes in both sides where uh, a an assistant to a presumed to the presumed uh, uh, bad guy helps our protagonists. So in Zootopia, it's the the sheep that helps Nick and Judy. And um, there's a female character in Detective Pikachu that is um works for bill nye who is at one point at least uh, suspected of being the bad guy and she works with justice and, and reynolds there it, it just the the parallels are kind of um kind of insane you know you have Zootopia, which features a lot of smaller cities surrounding it and within it that are very region climate centric. There is a scene in Detective Pikachu that is very specific to, uh, um, I don't know, it's, it's this huge set piece that really doesn't have any impact on the movie as a whole. And it feels like one of those excursions in Zootopia to a different land or a different part of town. Uh, it, it just, everything about it. And, and it wouldn't be bad if it did it well, but it doesn't do it as well as Zootopia did. It doesn't have, the voice acting in Zootopia is far superior to the voice acting from Ryan Reynolds, but just the voice acting in Zootopia is better than the acting in Detective Pikachu as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think Zootop or Zootopia is actually trying to use its class divide and, and species divide to make a lot of commentaries on race and sex and discrimination. And I think Detective Pikachu doesn't, doesn't care at all about that. I don't think it's interested in that at all. Uh, you know, Detective Pikachu is at times more a more personal story. You know, it matters a lot more to the Justice character and to Pikachu's character than it does to kind of the world and the city as a whole. Whereas in Zootopia, I do think it's less of a personal stakes type of thing. But that might be the only edge I'd give Detective Pikachu in this instance. Um, so, I don't know, man. It just... 
I didn't have fun, I guess. And, you know, I sat in a theater, it was Dolby Theater, it was pretty packed. You know, I had people on both sides of me. And they... There were a couple of moments where a lot of people were laughing, but I think most of them revolved around the Mr. Mime scene, scenes. And then everything else just kind of happened. Um, the guy that sat to my left fidgeted most of the second half of the movie and never really seemed into it, never really felt like he was reacting to it or, or enjoying it. Uh, the guy to my right, I don't think he laughed once throughout the whole movie. Um, it just, it doesn't work as a comedy. It, it doesn't work as a drama. And I think because it it fails to really capture Pokemon and their essence and, and what they are, at least from my standpoint and from where I'm standing and sitting, it doesn't succeed as a fantasy either. And... Like, I, I don't know if they're ever going to make a second one or, or different Pokemon-type movies. I don't really care to see any more stories told in this particular um, vein. Though, like I said, like if they want to do a, an actual Pokemon battle training, you know, based on this show, based on the game, the, the original games type of movie, I'd probably be into that. But I think that, again, like, that's not something you can really do in a two-hour movie even. So it's not, it's tough. I mean, this is why video game movies are, t are hard, right? Because often they are much, much longer of stories than a movie would be. Or they include elements that make them unique that are tough to show in a movie. And, uh... I don't know. I, I I don't think Detective Pikachu is awful. I think kids will be fine and enjoy it just well. Uh, just, just okay. But I really didn't have that great of an experience with it. I thought it was pretty underwhelming. Um, I am incredibly behind uh, in, in logging movies into my spreadsheet so I don't have an actual rating for Pikachu at the moment I am expecting it to fall in the mid to like high 30s though uh, so not awful awful but fairly bad um, yeah it's kind of it uh, I said maybe I do some spoilers but I was probably just going to talk about the Zootopia connection because I think that was the biggest takeaway I had from the movie. Uh, that said, um, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I, I, I'm almost finished with the editing in my book. I have like three or four chapters left to go. Uh, so I should hopefully be done that by the next time I record an episode for Wednesday. Um, in the meantime, uh, that this, so today's episode, Detective Pikachu, no idea what Wednesday's episode is going to be. I, there's still a couple things in theaters I haven't seen yet, so it might be something along those lines. Uh, Friday's episode, I'm not sure. I probably won't get to any like the bigger monthly episodes that I do until next week. Uh, 
I will be at my girlfriend's and I will have plenty of time to record while she is at work and that's likely what will happen. Uh, so this week will mostly be review statistics episodes as I can figure out what they'll be and then next week we'll have top 10 movies I saw last month, top 10 actors and uh, perhaps uh, Circle of Film Awards for 2000, geez, 11? It's already 2011? Crazy. So crazy. I, um, yeah, kind of a short one, but I'm, I'm transitioning back into it. We'll get there. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It does mean a lot. If you would like to follow me, Twitter, at Circle of Film, Letterboxd, at Circle of Film, send email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. Um, you support the show by liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing wherever you listen uh, or head over to patreon.com slash circle of film uh, and you can subscribe for as little as 8 cents an episode uh, as well you can head over to circleoffilm.com and find top 10 lists and circle of film award lists and all the other episodes of the show and, and a bunch of other things over there it's, it's, it's good thank you and as always have a week so long I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be saying adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place So long, farewell, oh what I'll be just saying Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.